You're welcome to Tree Talk episode 160. This is the first part of this week's pod with myself, Jack Neville, and Matt O'Callaghan. Today we're going to be looking back on the three county finals we had over the weekend, the senior, premier intermediate, and intermediate championships. We'll also look back on the, the football at the weekend as we now know the, the semi-finalists in the senior and intermediate championships. So do stay tuned for all that. Impression the game, we get old with what you put into it's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go out and get it, no more about it. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pound's worth of goods, can you? He's just about kept in. Oh, what? Shorty Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Let me spend out there from the world court today. No more about it. They made all the run and that was it. Put the ball over the barrel, the back of it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? No sympathy in this game for anybody. Matt, how are things with you today? I must apologise for my voice. Um, I suppose the bank holiday and the terrible weather we have at the moment um, not really helping. But how are things with you? Ah, uh, they're, they're good, Jack. They're 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 very very good. After ah, uh, look, wait, wait, it's it's you know, um, the whole thing may, might be congested and condensed, like, but like it was it was a fabulous weekend of hurling, and I suppose if if by if you excuse me for being a bit parochial for a minute, um, it, it 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 was a great weekend for hurling in South Limerick, you know. Yeah, it definitely was, and I suppose before we get into the games themselves, Matt, um, firstly in Newcastle, you could see how important it was for people of F and in the crowd and then obviously the following day for Munger St. Paul's and Kilmallock but just the family aspect of the J, like all the children on the field after the game in, in the Gaelic grounds and and F and kind of the players going over to the stand in Newcastle it was it was beautiful to see after last year obviously we, we saw none of that yeah, sure. Look, look, trust, 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 trust. Fantastic to see the interaction between the players and 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 the spectators, and it gives you a sense of of you know. Um, I know spectators were were were, you know, missing, missing the matches last year, as it were, when 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 we were in in lockdown, but. It, quite obvious, and even even from the remarks of Jack Quaid when he spoke, spoke to us afterwards, and it, it's clear that the players were missing that were missing the fans equally as much. Like it was, a, it, it was, it was a two-way thing. But it's it's great to see us getting back to some semblance of 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 normality. I I know there are certain protocols which still have to be adhered to, and look, I suppose. You know, there's concern being expressed again about um, the number of COVID cases and what have you. But we're, we're, we're definitely in a better place than we were thanks to the vaccination and and and, and um, the take up of the vaccination. But um, yeah, it it, it 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 was like a revival of old times, and um, um, you know that, that that was a fantastic atmosphere in 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 um, Newcastle West on on, on Saturday. Um, with with the supporters of, of of both sides, and you'd have to say that the players on the field, um, they, they 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 held they, they they kept up their side of the bargain too, and um, it it was you know a decent final, um, played in a very 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 good sporting um, manner, and and um, 
I, I suppose, and I know we'll be talking about it in depth in a, in a few minutes, but um, I, I don't think um, there, there are very many that could have argued with the result on Saturday. No, I don't think anyone could argue with, with any of the three results Matt, over the weekend. But no, we'll no, no, no. Um, um, when we were speculating and, and, and doing our little forecast there at the end last week, I think we were... I I think at one stage, Jack, you 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 said that uh, which was the biggest margin. I think you said Mungris would win by five. I I, I was giving them four, I think, or, yeah. or or something like that. But um, um, we we were a bit off scale in 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 um in the, in the winning margins a small bit. But um, because we genuinely felt from this remove when you were looking at the games and all the pointers, let's face it, and all the farm guides. Going into the final was for, for 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 three very very close contests. Now the senior final, oh, you must remember that Patrick Swell were leading at the second water break, so it 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 couldn't have been much tighter. But Kilmallock went on to win by seven points, but uh, or eight points actually. Um, uh, I suppose the Mungret Capo uh, Moore game um, was a bit more one-sided in that Mungret stamped their authority, I think, in the game right from the start. And um, uh, it was quite obvious from practically the throw-in um, that they were not going to return to a loser's dressing room like they did on county final day last year. So, but overall, for the game of hurling um, in, in the county, it was fantastic. And I suppose what we saw even maybe we mightn't have seen the best of games in terms of intensity. Um, but certainly it all points to hurling in this county at this time being in a rude state of good health, Jack. And yeah. um, the, the, the public are buying into it. There was a good crowd at the Gaelic grounds despite the, the, the counter-attraction of it being on television. Um People could could be excused um, uh, for sitting back and, you know, enjoying the comforts of the armchairs and wh what have you. But quite a big crowd turned out at the Gaelic grounds on 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 uh, on Sunday, and like there was a very very healthy crowd in in Newcastle West on Saturday. Yeah, it was great to see the crowd. But we'll start with that senior final, Matt. And I suppose Kilmallock pulled away in the end. And if you just saw the scoreline, you'd say, "Oh, Kilmallock." Um, were dominant, but it was this kind of strange game. I suppose county finals can be like that, a bit tense. Neither side really took control of the game until the very end. No, but um, I, I, I honestly think um, that the seeds of the victory, Jack, in my opinion, were sown in the first half, even though Kilmallock were subsequently to fall behind at stages in the second half. Because um, and Philip O'Loughlin made the point afterwards about about the strength of the breeze, that that it, it it was very very hard for anybody up in the stand or indeed where we were in the press box to appreciate the strength of the breeze. Now, Michal Hulahan made the same point to me after as well that that um, when when he was stepping up to freeze, uh, you know that it, it was quite difficult and quite tricky and quite strong. But I I, I thought Kilmallock settled early into the game. Now, it wasn't the first half of great intensity by any manner or means, but, but Kilmallock were happy 
at, at the way it was going, hanging in there, they, 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 there was a strong um, breeze into their faces, and they knew if they were there or thereabouts at half time that they were going to be in a strong position. And that, that um, and sure they were, they were two points up at half time even. Now, you, you, you could say that you would expect um, uh, a purple patch from Patrick Swell, or you'd expect a, a spot from Patrick Swell, and sure it came. They went three points ahead. But if there's one great characteristic of this Kilmallock team, what, what we have seen um, during the year, and that is why I suppose they're county champions, in that when they fall behind, we see them at their best. Um, they don't do panic. They're patient. And they claw their way back into the game. And, and by the second water break, they had the margin down to a point. And, of course, um, they had they had recaptured the lead by the time that Oshin O'Reilly got, you know, you could nearly call it a wonder goal at this stage. Um, he caught a puck out. He, 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 he had a lot of work to do to catch it in the first place. And he had a lot of work to do to make the space, which he did. And he, he gave Brian Murray absolutely no chance. And that, that at that point, was game set and match. And it, it coincided with um, Patrick's well losing a player to a second yellow card. So, like, even though Avon Galan closed the gap after that, all the momentum was with Kilmallock. But what a cameo appearance um, for Connor Handley Clark to come in and, and make his debut, um, heading almost into injury time in a county senior hurling final and, and, and put over two magnificent points. Um, it's the stuff that dreams are made of, Jack. Yeah, and Tony Hansen touched on Connor Handley Clark um, after the game. And Certainly about his mark, but one man that probably wasn't at his best throughout the year, and he'll admit that himself, Graham Mulcahy. Like, when you needed him to step up, seven points from play, just irresistible, Matt. Yeah, I think we made the point, Jack, um, I, and I don't like going back and saying I told you so, but if you look back in last week's broadcast, we did make the point that uh, he, it could be, he could be the deciding factor. And and I, I, I felt... Um, uh, you know, the loss of Graham Mulcahy against Napiershik and um, Bally Brown was a serious, serious loss um, to, to, to Kilmallock. And people shouldn't underestimate that because here you have is, you know, not a potential. Graham Mulcahy isn't a potential match winner. He's a proven match winner. Mm -hmm. He's he's done it so often. And um, it, it, it was quite obvious, I think, um, like he struggled a bit against certainly in 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 um, in re regulation time in in the quarter final against South Liberties, um, came good um, or was much better in 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 the extra time was much much better against Dune, so it was obvious I think that he he was building up and the stage is set for somebody uh, of the caliber of, of Graham Mulcahy. I think he he loves those type of occasions, but. Somebody texted me during the game during the game that was watching it on television up the country and 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 said um uh, this is a Roy of the Rovers performance from, from Graham Mulcahy, which it was, in fairness. I think it was the best description of it because like you know, he, he was simply magnificent. Like we look at the seven points, but that 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 only tells part of the story, Jack, because his he his involvement in the play was absolutely fantastic. 
Yeah, he was he was class, and I suppose uh, then a word for his manager Tony Constantine, because just talking to Tony after the game, he just exudes pride in the GA and in, in his Kilmallock team, and you could see it out there. They they worked tremendously hard, Matt, and when things probably weren't going for a lot of their star players, like Michal Hulahan and Oshin O'Reilly, were quite enough. Their hard work pulled them through till the end. Oh yeah, ab- absolutely sure. The, the 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 work the work rate was fantastic, and like um, you 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 have to admire them and 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 laud them and salute them. You know the concession of five goals in 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 the quarter final. You know that that would be a body blow to most teams. You know, and um, uh, talking with Michal Hulan about it afterwards, and he you know he said to me, "Would you be you're, you're forgetting that we scored one thirty three which of course was a phenomenal score, you know. Like, but um, uh, obviously, like they they've really shut up shop, um, obviously since. And I, I think the placement of 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 um, Adam Costello at midfield has had uh, added huge energy into that area of the field. And I, I think it was a combination of himself and Robbie Handley and Kieran O'Connor. That little triangle there that made life so difficult for 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 Keen Lynch um, last Sunday because they they, they 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 certainly closed down all sorts of space that was around that area, and I you know if 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 you were um, picking a runner up for man of the match, I I think Rob Handley would certainly be a long way up there. Yeah, it was very very like his performance in the seventeen under thousand seventeen under twenty one. Mm finding against Kilkenny where he was just everywhere but I suppose for Kilmallock now like they'll enjoy this or whatever but attention will turn to Munster Matt and like they'll be going up against the Cork champions and they're against it already with the fact that the Cork championship is only at the semi-final stage so they have a long time to wait but Kilmallock are really really like seem to be building and building and building that the last time they were in Munster they won it you could definitely see the same thing happening again yeah, well, obviously we hope the same thing will happen again, Jack. Obviously, um, uh, they won it, and um, um, it, it, it'll be very interesting to to see where the game will be played now, because um, mm. like it's 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 a home venue for Kilmallock, and obviously a home venue should mean just that, you know, that it it should be played in Park Sean McGarald, um, and 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 um, like I I I remember. A, couple of huge games there and in, in the past and particularly um games against Tulla Sarsfields which they unluckily lost and a game against Sarsfields of Cork which they won and it, it, it may not be on be beyond the bounds of possibility that maybe Sarsfields could come out of Cork again. So yeah. that, that that would be a very, very interesting rematch. So um uh, obviously, the the the, the six week lag, or it's actually seven weeks, I think. Um, it's not ideal from a Kilmallock point of view, but um, in in between, of course, you'll have the members of the Limerick squad um, who will be going away on the, the well earned holiday um, that they so richly deserve, and um, uh, that that would probably disrupt training plans anyway but I'm, I'm 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 sure um tony considine will 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 have a plan in place he he will have a contingency in in in, in place and will 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 have been aware of the ramifications of of um 
of Kilmallock win in terms of looking forward to the Munster Championship from from way out because I, I think it was well flagged from the time that the draws were made for the for 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 the Munster Championship and that Cork was 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 going to be lagging behind Limerick like Limerick were coming forward um, all the time um, and. Um, Cork, of course, Cork had had a bigger groups than we had probably, and and more games to play. Yeah. But it's not a it's not an ideal situation. But you know, you can argue um, Kilmallock will come into it fresh. Yeah, they'll, they'll definitely be fresh. And of course, you see, in in this type of situation as well, Jack, <coughs> at this time of the year, it's very very difficult to get meaningful and good challenge games. Because most teams are out of the championship, and with the weather like we have today, most places won't let you in to play a game in their pitches. Yeah, they, they, look, they'll they'll start away. Tony Constein and them players will be will be ready come the eleventh or twelfth of December, wherever that game is on, and we'll look forward to that game in depth when when time comes. We know the. Opposition. We, should, we, we shouldn't we shouldn't we we shouldn't depart this boss from our our discourse on the the um, on the county final without mentioning Patrick's well. I was just getting to that. Well, yeah. I, I suppose, like for Pastwell, so much comes through Keen Lynch, Aaron Galan, and Dara Burns, and and Kilmallock did an excellent job of kind of negating their influence. But I thought Pastwell, there was some some shining lights. I thought Jess Galan was excellent yet again. Um, young Patrick Kirby in the corner was good. Like the the full back line again really stood up strong. I know Ocean already got that goal, but like anyone can get a goal. Like not anyone can get a goal like that. So I think there are good signs. Pass well, but they will be disappointed because I don't think they ever really got going, did they, Matt? Yeah, they, you know, it was a question of did they not get going or were they not let go, left get going, you know? And, um, you know, the, the, the full forward line got a bit of a test now, Jack, with, with Graham Mulcahy around the place and he roving in and out and all all that sorts of problems. I, I, I think he, you know, but they, they, they were never really exposed and, and, um, you could say, I suppose, that the goal by by Oshin O'Reilly the, it was very, very hard to blame um, an individual on an individual line for that. Um, he, he he caught a great ball, an absolutely fantastic ball, and just it was Oshin O'Reilly d- d- does, you know, when he gets that searing pace going, you know, he's very, very, very hard to stop. And um, once he got the sight and the sniff of goal at all, like um, th- there was only going to be one result, and. Um, but you're right, Jack. They, they 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 will take quite a lot out 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 of this year. They'll they'll be bitterly disappointed for the moment because they came in and in some places they were raging hot favourites. And I, I I'd say Patrick Swell themselves would be the very first to dispute that tag, um, because from the evidence from the evidence that we had seen in the county championship, yes, they definitely deserve to be in the county final. And yes, Kilmallock deserved to be in the county final, but like, you know, separating them. Um, when we were when we were trying to speculate as to how the game would 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 transpire and who would win, it it, it wasn't an easy job, Jack. I'll tell you. But um, um, they will be disappointed. And the key course was um, like it, it's Keen Lynch that that makes um you know around the middle what he does around the middle there for Patrick's well and Limerick and I think the way that Kilmallock set out and 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 the three that I mentioned who combined to close down any any space and keep the pressure on I, I think that was a critical factor in the game. 
Yeah, it was critical in, in the end. And look, you can't, you can't, but not say um, Kilmag deserved the win. Last week, Matt, we were asked the question who our player of the championship was. And I suppose we both kind of said, like, the final has a huge bearing on that. We've had the final now. Like, there's been a couple of standout players, I suppose, if you don't want to give a definitive answer. Like, who really has stood out for you in this year's championship? Well, I mean, Michal Houlihan has, has stood out. Oshin, Oshin O'Reilly has stood out. Um, I honestly think that... Um, um, Graham Mulcahy, had he been playing for the five games, I, I, I just, you know, find it hard to imagine, like, what, what, you know, what kind of form he would have been in, in, in the final scene that, you know, after three games, he was in such sparkling form. But I, 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 coming into the final, and we had, we, had a brief, we had a brief discussion on this matter, I think, was it last week or the week before? And um, we, 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 we were sort of narrowing it down to Oshin O'Reilly and, and, um, Dermot Burns and and um, I I I was leaning towards Dermot Burns after the um, after his first four games, and I and I think last Sunday did nothing to change my mind on that. Um, we were talking about the the Patrick's well big three. Um, Kane Lynch was pretty well contained. Um, Aaron Galan was pretty well contained. But I think Dermot Burns was at his best, and um, if, if if I were asked to, to to pick a player of the championship this year, I'd be going for Dermot Burns. Yeah, there there was exception, but for what it's worth, I'd probably side with Oshin Still, I I know he was quite enough in the final, but he got the goal to give him daylight, and from there, it'll look back. Um, oh, look, to be a very very close thing, Jack. To be a very very close thing in 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 my view, like that, you know, Ocean has absolutely has had a fantastic year by any benchmark, absolutely fantastic, and uh, and um, like two eleven from play coming into the final in the two games, can't argue with it, Jack, and you can't argue with the goal he got either, absolutely fantastic, and like it, it, you know, it was a game set and match goal, yeah, and yeah. and and. Um, as we have said, and without wanting to be repetitive, when that ball was coming in his direction, he had an awful lot of work to do, Jack. Oshin O'Reilly. And showed an awful lot of skill set, a right suite of skills, been fielding it in the first place, making the space, and getting in the position and shooting. You know, a lot, a lot of work in that 10 seconds. Yeah, he did. And he scored 3.16 in five games, all from play. That That's five points a game, like, for a forward is incredible, Telly. So I just side rushing there. But there was there was so many players, Matt, that were excellent. And as you said, Limerick Hurling is in root hell at, at the moment. I suppose next year, Kilmallock might have to face a new team in Munger St. Paul's. And the city side were exceptional on Sunday afternoon and beating Captain Moore. 417 to 112. You mentioned at the start that we weren't expecting a margin like that, but uh, Mungret were certainly deserving winners. I know you were at a different function at the time, so you didn't see the game, but like from what you heard, I presume you heard that Mungret were very exceptional on the day. Like, yeah, and and and, and uh, um, I had the opportunity to see um, snippets of it on a big screen, but it was only snippets now, but um, um. They, they 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 were exceptional on the day and um like I'm not I'm not surprised I have to say Jack I'm surprised at the margin they won by 
um, that that it was so comprehensive because all all the pointers Jack were for a much much closer game. Um, you must remember that they both came out of the same group. They both had had very very impressive um, semi final victories. Um, um, Capamore over Newcastle West and Mungret St. Paul's over Dunroo and and um, like the, the history between the teams like last year they drew in the group stages this year there was two points between them in the group stages and like there there was a feeling maybe that that, that Capamore knew exactly how to play Mungret and and that that, that, um, that, we, that we were in for chapter three of a very close contest but alas it, it, it didn't work out that way and it, it, it certainly was a very very disappointing day for Capamore um, but um, thinking of them you know coming up um, I, I honestly think that that, that um, uh, Mungret St. Paul's are very very well equipped and very well prepared for coming up and will considerably enhance the championship. And when 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 we were discussing um um you know the the the, the, the final of the, the section B you remember a couple of weeks ago and and um you know there was a narrative going around for a couple of years now that oh sure look um <coughs> section B was almost a free pass to the quarterfinals. I, I'm going to tell you and it's <laughs> it's 12 months away nearly, Jack. But Section B of the Limerick Singer Hurling Championship in 2022 is going to be a hotbed. Oh, you have South Liberties who came on so much this year. You have you, you Bally Brown in there. You have Kildaimo Palace Kenry in there. You have Mungret St. Paul's in there. You have Gary Spillane and Black Rock. I'm telling you, it's... It, um, it, it, it's no place. It, it's 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 going to be an unforgiving place in 2022. No place for the faint-hearted. I think that that is going to be a wonderful, wonderful competition, especially if it reverts back, Jack, to the six. Yeah, oh, that that's the, the major hope that uh, these yeah. teams will get a chance to play each other because, like we saw, how close Lion Palace, Kenry, and Mungert's games always were, and even with Gary's plan and Black Rock into mm. that mix, like there's some brilliant teams there, but. Munger have definitely moved on another level from the, the loss to Gillian Palace Kenry. And it, it we saw Gillian Palace Kenry against Black Rock in 2019. They were a far superior team the following year, having had that experience. Yeah. Um, Munger will be the same. So before we move on from Munger, Capamore will have to look at that and be like, we've got there. You take something, it takes losing one to win one. They'll have to take a lot of positives out of the year and hope, like, they'll be hoping to make a three in a row of teams that lose the finals to win the finals. They will, of course, absolutely, and 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 uh, they're they they're justified in having the, the those hopes and 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 I am you know maybe expectation might be too strong a word, but um, they're they're certainly entitled to believe that they can do it, and um, of of course you must remember that this year Capamore um, blooded four or five um, young players this year. Um, who you know will benefit considerably from 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 this experience, and like when 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 they will put that under their belt and go away and reflect and regroup, you know, um, that that there there will still be five or six players there or seven or eight players maybe even that will have experience of playing singer hurling with Capamore. You know the 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 John Ryan's of this world and Con Berkeley's the the um. Um, uh, Sorry, 
Bill Bill Kramer and you know the the like of those um they 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 will complement the Sean Whelan's the the young ones Lee O'Donnell Sean Whelan P J Hogan the like of those like and and um uh, who, who who will take an amount out of the, the, this experience? Now it will be a disappointing experience, there's no doubt about it. Um, but you just wonder um, how prepared were they to go back, senior? Um, if that that's that's one thing that I always look at um, in on a, on a county final day where there is promotion at stake as well. How equipped the side are to to go senior I would have said to you last year Mungret St. Paul's were not Kildama Palace Kinry were I'd say to you this year Mungret St. Paul's most definitely are Capamore maybe not so so yeah. sometimes you know sometimes the extra year makes an awful difference and we've seen it in Kildama Palace Kinry I have no doubt had Kildama Palace Kinry beaten Black Rock in 2019 I'm not so sure what the narrative on on their 2020 season, uh, 2020 season would have been. Yeah, and I think probably the main difference from Unger this year was like an infusion of youth into the side that have definitely run to the next level. And I suppose Barry Duff, um, we saw him play with Limerick Miners and Brian O'Mara. I think this is his second year, but he's really made it into the team. And then obviously Liam Lynch in the corner. Like I saw, I saw Liam Lynch play for the Miners for Limerick, and he was he's a brilliant free taker, but to be fair to him, he didn't do much outside of that. But this year, he's lit up that Premier to Media Championship. And we'll get onto one of his Limerick teammates when we get to Effen. But Liam Lynch is a ready-made star. Now, he only got one point from play at the last day, but took on his man at, at every moment. And when you look at that Munger forward line, they've nearly all played for Limerick underage. So, like, there'll be no fear of them next year in that Senior B Championship. No, no, no. They, 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 they will see playing senior hurling as their destiny. And like we, we, we were, we were slightly surprised, Jack, um, when Limerick came from nowhere to win the minor championship in 2019 and retain it in 2020. And like we, we, we we've gotten our answer now because we, we see what what um, Liam Lynch has done for Mungret St Pauls. We'll be talking in a minute about. Um, uh, Patrick O'Donovan, and I know you were you were hugely impressed by him last last Saturday. And trying to add him English, like if you've that firepower up front, is it any wonder you'd be winning? You know, um, and, and, and to go with that team as well, Shane O'Brien will be coming on to the Kilmallock team next year. Obviously, was too young. So, like when you see these players, you can see why they win minor championships. And like, yeah, we absolutely. Saw like Shane O'Brien, I, I I suppose by. All benchmarks um, um, was ready for senior hurling this year, but but the the, the age caught him, and and um, you know what a huge player to be coming in, and um, you know without wanting to revert back to to Kilmallock again, just put himself and Connor Handley Clark as two newcomers for next year, and it's mouthwatering. Yeah, like the, we saw it with the with the or Keen Lynch and Barry Nash and Sean Finn that group. All came through together. They won that minor championship, and do you see what they've done? So, like the future looks so good for, for Limerick at the moment. But before we went from Munger, like um, obviously you didn't see all the game, but there's a highlights package there just on Sporting Limerick and Limerick GA, and just take a look at the brand of Ireland they're playing because it is exceptional. Like um, there was a good few scores that came from the goalie Connor Bryan. He went out to either wing back Matt O'Sullivan or Ron Doherty. He went down the line or diagonal again into the forwards and. Over the bar, and it, it was like watching Limerick play, and 
the standard of Limerick hurling match is just on a different level at the moment to any other county, and you can see it in the club games. It's coming right down from to the ground level, and you can see why they can integrate it so well into the senior team. Yeah, I I know quite well how Mungret hurled Jack. I saw it to my cost in the semi final with Limroo. Yeah, and look, they're an excellently coached side. Liam Cronin is a is 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 a fantastic coach, and and uh, you can see the fantastic job he has done with him. And uh, it, 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 they're playing the type of hurling um, that's 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 absolutely primed for 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 senior hurling. And you, you know, we we just got a little snippet of it last week, last last Sunday, um, in this year's intermediate final. Like when you know when they, when they played um, like that, how good they are, and they were the same in the semi final, Jack. Yeah, they were the same in the semi final. Um, this is this is a team that is seriously on the up. Yeah, you you mentioned Liam Cronin there, obviously, and Keen O'Brien, the captain, said in, in his interview afterwards that. He's an he's an intercounty standards coach, so like maybe in the future we'll see him. Like Darren Mullins, obviously coached Munger in sixteen, and he's with the minors now. And and touch on that sixteen team, Munger won intermediate a couple of years back, but they'll have a chance to play Munster now, which is new for them because obviously like Evan, you don't go in when you play intermediate. They're playing a the Cork team as well. They'll face the same problems that like Kilmallock have, but this Munger team will be looking to make up for last time, I think, and they'll give that Munster a right rattle, I think. They will, they will, they will, they will. You know, Mungret are not just producing players, they're producing coaches as well. We can see what um, um, Dermot Mullins has, has has done with Limerick Miners and hopefully will do it now with Limerick under-20s. And we have seen Kevin O'Hagan taking up the um, where where um, Dermot Mullins, Mullins left off. And, of course, Liam Cronin and the army about, about Liam Cronin, of course, is that that, that, that he's a couple more man. Yeah. Um, so... Um, but absolutely, like the, the the brand of hurling they're playing is is, is top notch, suitable for the Munster Championship. The only caveat that I would put in about the Munster Championship is we're going into very very heavy grounds now, and we're going we're going into bad weather territory. And and God knows you wouldn't have much of an inclination to go outside the door today. It's so bad. But um, um, you know that that's the one caveat. But I would be I'd be putting no caveats whatsoever, Jack. Um, about when they'll hit the ground on a, on a summer's day in 2022. Yeah, they're definitely a, a team to watch for next year. And I suppose the rest of the year in that Munster Championship, um, I suppose they won it five years ago. The team that won it this year, Effen, had to wait 10 years, Matt, to win the Intermediate Championship. But again, full value for um, 22 points to 15 win over Crockel Finney. Just the better team all around. And Crockel Finney will have no qualms in saying that, but a quality, quality performance for Effen. Absolutely, uh, absolutely, and um, pr- probably a, a seven-point um, winning margin doesn't doesn't um, fully reflect the superiority that was enjoyed by Effen. Um, I I think rarely, possibly from shortly after the first water break, Jack and we were doing it together. Um, did did we feel that Effen were going to, you know, um, let up, um, or that they were going to be overtaken? But just just to Put it slightly into context, um, Jack, um, and and I've spoken in the context of Galtie Gales about this before. Um, Effen is a strictly strictly rural area. No village, no town. A strictly rural area with very limited population and limited resources. So what they have achieved is absolutely phenomenal, Jack. What they have achieved since twenty ten. 
absolutely phenomenal. Like 2010 junior champion, intermediate champions, 2011 monster intermediate champions, four years at senior level um, in, in, in the Limerick, in the hotbed of the Limerick Senior Hurling Championship. And um, uh, like, and now they have rebuilt. They, 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 they slipped down from senior to premier intermediate to intermediate. And now the trajectory is back up. And like, we're not terribly surprised about it. Because no. we see, um, I think there was up to six or seven. Uh, there was up to six or seven. And I see Mary O'Donovan Myers is just after reacting there. How are you, Mary, in New York, if you're talking? And the nephew did very, very well last Saturday. Um, but, um, you know, um, the, the, the trajectory is back up now. And the, the, like the, the, that's seven, six, seven, maybe seven players, definitely, I think. I think there was five of them, uh, four in the backs and, and James O'Leary in the goalkeeper who, who were involved as far back as 2011. And and uh, you know, Thomas Quaid and Pierce Pierce uh, O'Kelly as well. So like nearly half the team, which which gives you an awful core of experience. But Jack, you 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 saw for yourself, and you talk about introducing new players, and I'm and I'm probably leaving the good wine to last. Um, um, you, you saw the young players that have made a step up. Sean Canning, cornerback, first year up. Fergal O'Connor, second year. Rory O'Connor, first year. And what about the man of the moment? Patrick O'Donovan first year. Yes. You know, yes. and like oh, oh, they, they, these guys, they, they got 17 points between them. <laughs> Jack, they got 17 points out of 22 between them. Yes. Sean Canning got one. Rory O'Connor got three. Fergal O'Connor got two. And Mr. O'Donovan got 11. Yeah, and for anyone that wasn't at the game, Sean Canning is a cornerback. Fergus and Rory was half forward, so like it wasn't as if they're all forwards or anything. Like, obviously, Patrick yeah. was in the corner and on yeah. fees as well, but all yeah. over the field, there's corn. Right. If, if, if you get that influx of talent coming in, and then at the other end of the scale, you had Connor Carney, like a great player who has been abroad for a number of years, came back, and, and, and we saw the, the half the half back line he formed. With Mike Ray and Nicky Quaid, and we, we, we've spoken about the influence of Nicky Quaid yet. Yeah, but and and um, the the more I reflect on it and and look back on it, um, you know, it was a performance from the ages as well from Jack Quaid. The so. amount of work, and the amount of leadership, and the amount of different areas in the pitch in which he cropped up during that that sixty odd minutes. It's absolutely phenomenal. If any guy deserved to be holding silverware at the end of the game, he certainly did, you know? Yeah, Let from the Jack, front. On Jack Quaid there, it was like two different halves from him, but both equally important. The first mm. half, he got three from play and this, and did had work rate, but in the second half, mm. it was just pure work rate. He was making a noose himself there. Crow got yeah. no easy ball to their forwards. Mm. And it was obvious with Effen's work rate in the forward and, and Jack as captain, led by example. And like... An all-round performance from Evan. They combined skill with that work rate and again full value for their win. But before we we'll, we'll touch on. But, Croke but, 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 but before we digress from that, and before we talk about Croke Kilfinny in, in, in a minute, and we were wondering at halftime, you and I, Jack, in, in commentary, and we were, we were looking down um, for game changers in in on on the the respective benches, and we were quite happy that the game changers 
were 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 more leaning in in the F and um, bench and and um, like <laughs> we got we got a very good lesson of that um, when Nicky Quaid had to come off and and um, Damien Maloney came in and the manner in which he'd in, he slotted into the centre half back and and those two balls that he caught the first two that were struck down on top of him um, were absolutely magnificent you know and. Um, like if 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 you were told, I suppose, going into Newcastle West on Sunday that um, on Saturday that um, Effen would have to play twenty minutes without Nicky Quaid, you're beginning to say, huh, it's 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 tipping it uh, very much on on on, on the favour of 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 Kilfinney. But it gives you an idea of the magnitude and the type of performance that Damien Maloney put in. I thought it was excellent. But of course, Nicky, what do we say? Lest I be accused of talking about him all day. Um, Nicky was Nicky, absolutely outstanding. Yeah, well, he was and, and, as, and as you said, Effin were equally good um, when he was gone from the field as well. So, like, it was a real team performance. And it was, it was, and like, it, it, it was more than a 15 man performance. Mm. And because um, they were able to bring Clive Doherty in instead of PJ Herr. Her and um, uh, Clive did did quite well. Now he didn't get on the score sheet, and um, they had in reserve right up until the final minute. Um, Dan Sheehy, Dan Sheehy, who has has been such a servant to the club over over, over the years, and and um, who just got a cameo appearance right right at the finish. But um, a fantastic day for Effen. Well equipped in my view to go up to Premier Intermediate. And of course, there will have players that have been there before, known known what it's all about, and certainly there isn't a fear factor in the young players. But um, I, I suppose the performance of the weekend in all the three games, Jack, had to be that of Patrick O'Donovan. Yeah, probably the standout performance. Uh, absolutely, simply phenomenal. I, you know, um, we 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 were we were struggling for adjectives at, at at different stages through the commentary, like the flicks, the way he was able to make space, the scores he got, particularly the first score after being beaten for the first two balls. He really about and at the third attempt really announced his arrival on the field when he got that um, from and a desperate acute angle over on the far side of the field from us, um, you know, but. Like his overall performance and the way he struck over two sixty fives in the second half into the wind, you know, he he hit him as if they were only about ten meters out yeah, from the goal. It was brilliant for us. This, this guy is only eighteen years of age. He's a teenager. Yeah, and talking to him after the game, like just kind of seems to take it that he's he's like that knocking over eleven points in the. In a county final is standard, and like you wouldn't be surprised to see it again. But again, I just want but to Jack, mention that. Jack, that is 220. You have an 18 year old coming into your team, and he scores 220 in two games in the semi final and final. He scores two six from playing your semi final. Yeah, do you know? Do you know, why, why, why did Effin win the championship? Yeah, and look, again, we talk about Root Health and Limerick and I, I will we'll stop mentioning all these young fellas now, the likes of Liam Lynch and Patrick Donovan, Sean Kenning, buried off all these lads. But like, it's Chris, Chris, Tom, Chris Thomas, who had another great year with Dune. Yeah, like these lads have absolutely no fear and I suppose they're getting huge confidence from the Limerick senior team that like 
Limerick are the peak of Ireland in the country. And if you can if you can get to the, the peak with your senior team, there's no reason you can't move on into into the county team. So like there's no country for all men at the weekend, Matt. Um the youngsters really came to the fore, but brilliant to see overall. Absolutely, absolutely fantastic. Like it's it's an investment in the future of Limerick Hurling, these these exciting young players. And it's it, 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 it there, there is nothing better, Jack, than to see fellas that you know did their stuff at minor level stepping up to 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 intermediate in, uh, to senior level, intermediate or senior level. Like it, it, it is the expectation of of minors that they would that they would step up and be to the forefront for their clubs and like. Don't don't forget Aiton Hurley, Newcastle West, really stepped up this year at at yeah. at, at, at intermediate level. So you, you can put him into the mix, and don't forget Ronan Lyons in Monaleen, even though they were relegated. Yeah, well, there's there's some like if we, we could name all of them really, all those players we've seen. Um, mm. barely mentioned that of English, who probably was the standout man coming through from that team. Um, I suppose we're looking at the youth, Matt, so much, but. On Sunday, you obviously weren't at the Premier Intermediate Hurling Final because you were at a commemoration to celebrate the 100-year anniversary of the 1921 team that were all Ireland honours. That was obviously the reason they had the hoop jersey this year and you were celebrating the 96 team that came so close, Matt. So, like, to, I, I suppose you can tell us about the day, but it's it's nice to, to commemorate these players who give so much of their time to the RGA and give us so much joy. Yeah, well... I, I I maintain all all the time, Jack, at inter-county level and at club level, the GA is very good at remembering. And on Sun and on Sunday, I was doing MC at the uh, at the um, at a function in the Strand Hotel, um, where the you know Limerick County Board in a beautiful and moving afternoon um, uh, remembered the the. the and marked the centenary of Limerick winning the All Ireland in nineteen and twenty one, and um, uh, relatives of most of the players were present, which was <coughs> very nice. And, and we can see uh, uh, we can see most of them there in in in, in the caption. And interestingly, the lady um, second from left, Jack, in the front row there is none other than Etna Neville who is the daughter of Mick Neville, who bequeathed Mick Neville Park to Limerick, GAA. Plus, um, and a, a little interesting side to this, Mick Neville played in the 1921 All-Ireland Final, not for Limerick, but for Dublin, and scored a goal against his native Limerick, but he transferred back the year after. So that, that's a very interesting little anecdote to, to, to the side of that. But Etna Neville was, was there, and of course herself, former top Camogie player, top Camogie official, top Camogie referee. So um, that, that was very interesting. And there, there was also um, recognition for the, the Limerick team who came also close in 1996. And it, it, it was great to see... Um, um most of them there they were, they were they were practically all there and and um the irresistible of course um uh tom ryan who who was manager of that that, that team gave his usual rousing speech i suppose some something similar to when he he, he was giving back in the in the mid 90s that that drove that team to the, those great heights but they came so close most of those players in 94 and and um 
96 and and um of course um they signed off in 97 with 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 a national hurling league title when they defeated Galway in the final in Ennis. and that was the end of Tom Ryan's reign as 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 Limerick manager. But you know, as Tom said himself on Sunday, it would it was a wonderful odyssey and it it was a wonderful wonderful couple of years. And you you could see the camaraderie between them and the chemistry between them even even twenty five years on still very 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 good friends, which you know gives you a sense of how they were back in the day and and possibly why they came so close um, to achieving what they did. But they did, you must remember, collect two monster titles. They, they connected a National League title. There are 20, 25 counties in, in this country that would give their right arm for that in a lifetime, not a mind in three years. Yeah, and I suppose, obviously, they didn't win the major one and we've seen so much success recent years, but... Any player that pulls on the Limerick jersey deserves your respect because they're doing it for the love of the county first and foremost um, and for the fans who want to go and see him. And it's very hard being an inter-county player, Matt. Obviously, you don't get paid a cent to do it. So you're, you're just doing it for the love of it. So we appreciate everyone. And it was it was nice to honour the 21 team. And it, 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 it was a lovely touch by Limerick GA. And like, the, 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 you know, full marks to Limerick GA, uh, Jack. Not, not just for that. Um, but but for the way that they brought the, the 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 championships to a conclusion, now I wouldn't be the greatest fan of of having three finals in twenty four hours, but but I know that there was there, there were circumstances which precipitated that situation, but like <coughs> they set out on Sunday to make it a family occasion in the Gaelic mm. grounds and did so. It, it was an innovative idea in the first place. Um, and to carry it off, I say, full marks, full marks, well done. Yeah, I'll second that, man. It was it was a brilliant day to get the crowns. They had, um, I arrived in, the Munger game was half one, so I was there half twelve, we'll say, and there was music playing over speakers. It was just a brilliant atmosphere at halftime. Um, obviously, there was the, the ceremony with commemoration, and Valerie was... MC in it and just to see all the players out in the field, all the children around the place, loads of colour, again the music um, they give us food as well which I must say, thank you to um, at half time, or in between the senior and intermediate games because it's a long day up there in that press box, you're a nice bit away from the coffees and teas and sandwiches so it was it was a special treat so it was a brilliant day and it like I suppose last year was, was so bad, it makes everything so much better now. And oh, absolutely. We don't get much time up in the press box to slip down to John Ryan for a couple, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, look, please, God, this, again, this is the normal. Like, we had the new norm last year. Please, God, we're, we're finished with that now, Matt. We can just have our normal back full-time because... Yeah, but, you know, it, 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 I, I, I thought the whole concept um, of, of making it this kind of a carnival atmosphere, a family day... Um, you know, fantastic in theory, but absolutely, um, they carried it off. Yeah, it was brilliant. Yeah, like, and I, and I imagine for the players, like we obviously went out to feel last words in both games. I'd imagine for the players, it makes it better when there's that bit of music when you're in that carnival atmosphere. Like, um, and obviously, it probably makes it worse for the, the losing team, but it's never nice losing, regardless of the situation. So, look, hats off to Limerick GA for. Oh, absolutely, and, and and the presence of the band and everything like it was, oh, yeah, full marks, Jack. Look, Limerick are all Ireland champions, and 
the Kevin All or Limerick final worthy of All Ireland champions is is how we'll finish with that one, Matt. Well, I well, Jack, I I I grew I I grew up um, um, listening to Cork winning All Irelands and the Cork County final being the mini All Ireland. I say move over Cork. It's the Limerick Club final is the mini All Ireland. Yeah. Brilliant day. And there's no like I was it was good as well for the Premier Intermediate Championship to get their day in the sun as well because like we've been two advocates for that championship throughout. Um worthy winners on the day, Mungriff and Kil Kilmaluk, and obviously FN were worthy winners the day before. So a brilliant weekend of hard. No, 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 no arguments about any of the three victors at the weekend, Jack. None whatsoever. No argument. And I suppose having three county finals in the weekend will We'll take up loads of time. We'll take up all this most of the space in the media. We can't forget that there was ladies football on at the weekend as well. And look, there, it was at the quarterfinal stage. So like a quarterfinal any competition is going to be usurped by a final. But we'll touch on it here, Matt. Um, obviously, with the quarters in the senior and intermediate championships, I'll just put the results up here for us. Um, we had St. Aylby's beaten St. Bridget's 5-9 to 11 points. And the Old Mill beaten their West rivals, Fiona Castleman, by a point. We'll touch on them games. Just for a second, Matt, we didn't know kind of what St. Bridget's side we'd get. Now, five conceding five goals, they'd obviously conceded seven against Fiona. Like, that's been kind of the Achilles heel. But to score 11 points, like, to push, I suppose, the back-to-back champions all the way, it bodes well for, for St. Bridget's, but we're, we wouldn't be surprised by that result all the same. No, no, we, 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 we certainly wouldn't be surprised by the result. Um, and when when we were speculating it, on it last week, I think we, we we spoke pretty confidently enough that it it, it would be St. Elvis that would be advancing to to the semi final, and we 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 will touch briefly on the semi final in, in in a minute or two. Um, but um, certainly, um, you know, it, it it I suppose it's a season in many ways to forget for Bridget's because you know and. Let's not forget they're doing wonderful work down there in that club at, at underage level and, and they're based there around Herberstown and, and the hospital and uh, doing absolutely fantastic work. I know some of them and, uh, you know, it, it, it's a labour of love for them and, and they're building up the club. And um, this this will be a serious disappointment to them, um, to, to um, uh, the manner in which they went out in the championship. But I, I, I honestly think they got off on a very bad foot and you and I speculated about it as to why it might have happened. And I suppose the more you think about it, <coughs> the more you reflect on it, the more complex it becomes because when we see what subsequently happened to Fiona Castleman, like um, like Fiona Castleman just, just obliterated him on the first day, 7.20 to 1.2, and I don't want to be reminding him about it. But, you know, if you get off to that start in, in, in the first round of the championship, no, um, they, they, they played Mona Gay in the second round, who were runners-up last year, and and um, um, it wasn't quite as bad, but they, they, they were convincingly beaten. So, like, the Omens going into um, the quarterfinal with with, with, with um, ALBs, with, you know, if, 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 if you're going in with that type of forum, the last thing you want to is, is is to have to face the county champions who are chasing three in a row. And especially their neighbours and you have bragging rights and all feeding into it. But um, um, they, they got 11 points, Jack, but again, they shifted five goals. Um, and that's 12 goals in two games. And I think was it two they shifted to Monolene or to, sorry, to Monagay. So, you know, that, that not good, not good. 
Now, the, the other semi-final or quarter-final, it, it possibly was a bit of a surprise. And we were wondering um, what was or where were the real old mill? You know, we saw the old mill that, that, that drew with Elbis, the county champions, on the opening day. We saw the old mill <coughs> who got hammered 688 points by Ballylanders in round two. So we were wondering, would the real old mill stand up? And uh, and obviously they probably did, because um, the, the the same complexity about the forum of 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 um, old mill probably applies to Fiona Castle Mahan as well. A huge win over over um, um, St Bridget's in the first round, and then got a bit of a thumping in the second round from Mona Gear. So you were just wondering where where it was all at. But um, uh, Old Mill got through by a point. And uh, as by my calculations, that sets up, a, does it set up a semi-final meeting with, with Ballylanders? Yeah, Old Mill are going to play Ballylanders in the semi-final. And obviously, it'll be St. Haley's versus Monaghan in the repeat of last year's which final. Is, so. Which is a repeat of last year's final, Jack. Yeah, and so. that 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 was obviously very tight, and it, 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 it's probably obvious already. Of course, um, <coughs> Saint Elby's lost um, Caroline Hickey during the year, who was a huge figure for him, um, in that she's gone abroad for for a spell, and um, they they certainly haven't been as impressive as they have been in the last two years, and of course, Monaghan will be absolutely gunning for him. Um, uh, because it's it, it's um, uh, they stripped um, Monaghan were champions in in 2018, and it, it was Elbys who, who, you know, ha, ha, have stood between them for the last two years, and um, that 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 is one to really really look forward to, and it's it's on on the 7th of November, I think, Jack. Yeah, and, and it also means that for Monaghan by Landers, it'll be a month since their last game and i think two weeks i think most players will say two weeks is a lovely time between yeah. games obviously by landers and monogates twice that so a small mm. bit of an advantage there for for alb's and the old mill and we saw in the hurling championship the teams that came through the quarters uh went all the way but it's just a nice little narrative mess and we obviously had intermediate results as well we had ula beating father casey's 4 15 through 5 and Marubor beat Nakani 2-12 to 3-7. Now, last year's finalist from Colour Broadford, who won it, and Munger St. Paul's, who've lost two finals in a row, were true already. So we'll have Ula versus Munger in the semi-finals, and Maru playing from Colour Broadford. Um, again, those games are on the seventh. But it's starting to take shape, but there's a lot of mouth-watering ties ahead. Yeah, uh, it, 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 it's, 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 coming to a, it's coming to a very, very exciting climax, Jack. Um, there's no doubt about that. And I suppose on, on, on the day in which Limerick um, uh, announced the new manager um, for the adult team, um, it would mean that um, Graham Shine, um, who is the new manager, will have, will have plenty to chew on. And he, he will certainly have plenty of games, <coughs> uh, games to see anyway, but he, he would want to quickly adapt the art of bilocation because I, I would say that a lot of these games will be on at the same time, unfortunately. Yeah. Or maybe, or maybe perhaps they might stagger them. Um, but like you know, you you you've um, Maru Bohor and Drum Champions Drum in Intermediate, Mungret and Ula, um, Ballylanders Old Mill, 
Monaghan and um, St. Elby's. How, how do you pick a game out of that? I'd like to see all four. Yeah, you'd be hoping that even you could have two double-headers somewhere, one on the Saturday and one on the Sunday, just to give people a chance to see these players because, they're, they're again, they're putting in their time and effort. Um, so hopefully there's two weeks to start that. There should be plenty of time um, to, to, figure, to configure all that because... Obviously, we have Komori in this weekend. There's a lot of there's a lot of players playing both, so you don't want to do them too many games either. So, absolutely, there, 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 there's, there's, there's a lot of players that are um, that that um, by the time we get to the semi-finals on the seventh of November, that they will have a county Komori final to look forward to. That that is a strong strong possibility because, like that, that there's a very very close link um, between. Um, Newcastle West Camogie, with it, it has its tentacles in Old Mill, and it has its tentacles in in Monaghan and Haddam in Castle, Fiona Castle Mahan, and then you have a link up between Kilidi Camogie and Drum Bradford um, Ladies Football. So, for some girls, it's going to be a busy November, Jack. Yeah, but for those players, it was busy. It was busy October as well. It was probably a busy September. So. Um, it's not new to them, but but um, Jack, just, just overall, um, an overall point to make about it is that um, um, you compliment the Komogie board and and Limerick Ladies Football for the manner in which and the structures that they have put in place, and that they that they, they have a clear a clear dividing line um, between one week one weekend Komogie, one weekend Ladies Football. It, that has worked very, very well. Now the plan was to have it last year, but it, it became derailed at some at some point along the line, and there was a bit of a fallout from it. Um, <coughs> but it, it it looks to be working quite well this year, and and um, let's hope it continues because um, we're we're down to the semi final stage now in 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 both in both codes. And and I know when we'll be talking tomorrow, Jack, that that we will we we, we will be talking about the Komogi semi-finals, which are penciled in for, for for this weekend, and um, uh, the football in the fall. Interesting times. A couple of interesting men move over for a couple of weeks. It's 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 the it's the ladies takes center stage, Jack. Yeah, and as you said, we'll be looking forward to the Komogi uh, tomorrow. We'll also look forward to the. The football finals, um, the senior, intermediate, and premier, junior, and junior A as well, I suppose. Um, but to finish, I suppose you just mentioned it there in passing, Graham Shine is the new Limerick Ladies football manager. Look, we wish Graham all the best. Um, hopefully, he'll get the chance to see these players um, and that they'll be buying to Limerick Ladies football because there is huge talent in the county, Matt. We saw that in 2018 when they were comprehensive in winning the All Ireland Championship, really. I suppose things didn't go their way in 2019 and it's it's very hard to get back up when you've been up and come down. So the best look to Graham and his team, whoever that will be and, and to all the players involved. But what a weekend we had, Matt, and we have another one in store now. Yeah, and I, I understand just on that thing uh, from, from, from the press release, which you got and I got from um, from Limerick Ladies Football, is that they're, they're having open trials yeah. um, c- coming up, which... which um, um, it might have obviate the necessity of he being at all the matches, but um, um, uh, you know that it, once the best fifteen that that's available in the county make themselves available, that, you know this is something that we 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 don't always hear or see, 
and and hear about that um, sometimes for various reasons, um, be it male or female, there are reasons as to why people won't make themselves available. And and um, you know, let let's hope that that everybody that 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 is up to county standard, and there are quite a lot of them out there, um, will make themselves available to the new manager. Yeah, please God. But that's I suppose that's for when the club championship is, is kind of coming to an end. For now, it, it will be still focused on those games, Matt. Again, many thanks to you. This has been our preview episode tomorrow. We'll be, we'll be there for sorry. This has been a review episode tomorrow. It'll be a preview of all the football in Camogie at the weekend. So many thanks to everyone for tuning in. Anyone that commented, but they're always more than welcome. And to you, Matt, many thanks, and we'll talk soon. You're welcome, Jack. The impression of the game, we get all with what you put into. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it, no more about it. But not so much control in the centre of the field from Phil Kenny as Richie Bennett sends it high and over the bar. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods, and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pound's worth of goods, can you? Kept in. Oh, well, Shorty Buckley to do that to Tomaso Shea. He deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Let me spin out there from the war court today. No more about him. They made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel. The fact that it's no ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? There's no sympathy in this game.